Please be seated. So where I used to live in Massachusetts um, uh, before I moved to Pittsburgh about 14 months ago, um, uh, I, we lived about two blocks from, from a river. The, the river is called the Mystic River. Um, and the Mystic River is a, is a short river that flows from the Mystic Lakes about four miles and, and empties into Boston Harbor. And it's an, it's an interesting river. Um, because um, it's a, it originally was a tidal river. So it was a river that, um, that flowed, flowed backwards when there was high tide. And originally the water was brackish, meaning that it was mixed with um, salt and, and fresh water. Um, and over time, over about the last 300 years since 1700, there'd been dams that were put in the river. And because dams were put in the river, um, it no, longer, it no longer was a tidal river. The water was no longer um, brackish. And um, there, was a, there was a fish that um, traditionally lived in that, lived in the river, and, um, which is the river herring. It's also known as the alewife. And um, the alewife is like, uh, is like a salmon. So it's a, it's a fish that spawns in the fresh water, moves from the ocean up, from the salt water, the fresh water spawns in the fresh water, and then every year um, swims back into the ocean. And it was uh, it was discovered that the alewife was an endangered was an endangered fish, um, and so there began to be conversation about how the alewife population could be could be restored. And um, one of the ideas was to put a fish ladder in one of the dams in the Mystic River. And then the thought was, then the alewife would be able to have this great spawning ground, this great spawning ground where it used to be able to spawn before the dams were put in about 300 years ago. And so this happened about eight years ago. And I remember um, when they were putting in the fish ladder, it was really an experiment. No one knew, no one knew what was going to happen because it had been so long since the fish had flowed up the river. And that first year, they put the dam in, they recruited volunteers to count the fish. And so um, uh, literally volunteers would stand there on a grate over the fish ladder and count the fish as they'd, as they'd come in. And uh, um, so they put the fish ladder in, and that first year, 350,000 alewife swam upstream to their ancient spawning grounds. I mean, just amazing. And then the next year, there was 700,000 that went up to their spawning grounds. It was like somehow in their DNA, somehow in their makeup, somehow deep in their being, they knew where to go. They knew what to do. They had been imprinted. They had been imprinted with this knowledge. And even though it had been 300 years since this species was able to get there, it was able to find, find its way. It was just a complete miracle because of this imprinting. So I'll come back to this later. So today is Pentecost, the day we celebrate. We celebrate the Holy Spirit descending on those first disciples 
turning those disciples into apostles. This strange story we just heard, we just heard read in all of the language is about the disciples being locked in a room, the Holy Spirit descending on them, and them being sent into the streets, speaking all the languages of the world. An amazing story about them realizing the Holy Spirit power behind them. You know, from this story, it goes on through the book of Acts, and the book of Acts tells the story of of what these first disciples who become apostles do, about how they begin to do absolutely crazy things, like they pool all their resources, sell everything they own, and serve the poor, about ways that individual apostles began to be sent out across the world, how they were doing things they never thought of ever doing before, about how St. Paul was given an insight in Damascus about the early Christians he was persecuting and becoming one of the greatest apostles of all time. It's amazing as you read this book of Acts, the main character in the story, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit is the protagonist of the story, moving all these people out into the world, out into the world to serve, to heal, to teach, to bring about justice, and to proclaim the love of God. But it all begins this day, the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost, when those early disciples, those early apostles, and the church were imprinted with the power of the Holy Spirit. Where they were imprinted with this great, miraculous power of God. That first day that the Holy Spirit descended on the disciples, and they all had this Holy Spirit power. Okay, acolytes, I need your help now. They're going to pass something out while I keep going. And you know, that Holy Spirit power imprinted on those first disciples, imprinted on those apostles, you know, when we're baptized, when we're baptized, like Luxon's going to be baptized in a few minutes, we're imprinted with that same Holy Spirit power. We're imprinted with this same power of God that was given to those early disciples, those early apostles. You have it right now. I have it right now. And now, some of you, all of you are going to get a symbol of that right now from the acolytes. And you know, it's easy as we sit here in a packed church to think of this as sort of a mundane thing, this power of the Holy Spirit. But you know, you can just grab the basket. There's another one here. (laughs) This mundane Holy Spirit. But you know, if you think about it, you know it in your own life. You know that tug you sometimes feel in your heart? Maybe a movement in your gut, maybe something in your soul speaking, pushing you to serve, pushing you to heal, 
pushing you to give, that's, that's that Holy Spirit that's been given to you and given to me and given to the church. You know, it's that spirit that can lead us to make a decision to put caring for a family member first in our life right now, or feeling in our spirit that can lead us to feel a desire to serve others through feeding them, or maybe it's that power that you realize right now that says, maybe I need to retire so I can serve my community in a new way. Maybe it's the desire to show love to a stranger, to someone you're standing with in line. Maybe, maybe it's that sense that you want to pass on something that's already been given you, to you, to someone else. Maybe it's knowledge or love or encouragement. It's that same spirit that led Jim Miarelli, a member of this parish, to watch a webinar about the World Vision clean water effort and to lead a walk yesterday that raised over $7,000 from members of this community to help, to help provide clean water around the world. It's the same spirit. Yep. It's that same spirit that lead, led, has led Dave Cora, who's going to emcee our show downstairs to, for over, over 20 years to lead Children's Chapel, teaching the children of this parish about God's love. It's that same spirit that inspires dozens of members of our parish to serve as Stephen ministers or lay Eucharistic visitors to visit those who need care and love. It's the same spirit that leads Tommy Starr to compose music and Katie Williams to sing it and Stephen to play it on the organ. It's that same spirit. It's the same spirit that leads Sue Vines to keep us all organized, even when we don't want to be. <laughs> and Frank Horrigan to lead stewardship, even when he said, I don't really want to do it this year. <laughs> it's that same spirit, that same spirit of God. You know it's touched you. You feel it, telling you it's time to serve, it's time to give, it's time to heal. It's the Spirit of God. We all have it, each one of us. It's been given to us, it's behind us. Wave it around! <laughs> there it is! It's Pentecost! The Spirit on us all. You're not too old, you're not too young. The Spirit on us all. So yesterday, yesterday there was this little wedding. Did anyone watch it? <laughs> if you haven't watched the royal wedding, watch the sermon. So, <laughs> so our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, he preached, um, he preached a sermon. I have to say for Michael, it was um, short and calm. Um, he preached an incredible sermon, and he talked about the power of God's love. 
the power of God's love that we see within two people who are getting married, a young couple being married, the power of God's love embodied in them, how love like that comes from God and it's meant to change the world. And it does change the world. And you just need to open a newspaper or turn on the news or walk down an urban street and you know that the world needs that power of love right now more than ever. But you know what takes that love out into the world? That love that God has poured out into each one of us, that love of God that's unconditional and eternal, you know what takes that out into the world? It's the Holy Spirit. It's this Holy Spirit that's been put on you and put on me that Luxon is going to receive right now this Holy Spirit that takes that love out to share it with the world. That's, that's the work of the Spirit. That's the work of the Spirit who's the protagonist of our story, of our story of the life of the church, that is pushing us, driving us, speaking to us sometimes in a still small voice to take God's love, God's power, God's justice out into the world. So know you have it. Know I have it. And let's see it again. It's so cool. Wave it. <laughs> Holy Spirit power on us all. Amen.